Good morning. Today is Thursday, April 7, 2022. The most frequent complaint I hear from people about Passover relates to <clears throat> kidneyos. Kidneyos <clears throat> is a category of food and it relates to the practice of Ashkenazim who avoid on Passover foods that are kidneyos, which includes rice, beans, soy, corn, and certain other ingredients. And part of the rise of the complaints is for a positive reason, and that is there is greater interaction today between Ashkenazim and Sephardim who do not practice this. And by the way, when I say Sephardim do not practice it, that is an overgeneralization because the Sephardic world has many different elements to it and different groups of Sephardic Jews do observe certain parts of the restrictions of Ashkenazim, uh, of Kitneos, just like Ashkenazim. So there's great variation there. But as we have more interaction, and especially in Montreal, we have the beautiful blending of families, of Ashkenazic families and Sephardic families. So with that comes family members, let's say, or close friends who are using kitneos on Pesach. And the question becomes, why can't I? That also leads to a growth in the market share for these products. There are more and more people today in the Jewish world who do buy kosher for Pesach food, but allow themselves kidneyos. So grocery stores catering to the kosher market want to be able to provide for this, for this market, for this segment of the market. And in every kosher uh, for Pesach uh, grocery display, especially here in Montreal, but in other places also, you will find foods that are kosher for Pesach, but they're marked kidneyos. Of course, sometimes the kidneyos marking is very, very tiny. You need a magnifying glass to be able to see it. And of course, sometimes things are misplaced. So it is very necessary to look carefully at every item of every package that you purchase. I've mentioned before certain products that could very easily be misunderstood and mistaken as kosher for Pesach, but in fact are only available for those that eat kidneyos. So care and concern and caution is necessary when we get these products. But a big part of the complaining about kidneyos is that people often misunderstand the reasons for it. And people believe that logically, maybe it's something that had relevance in the past, but it doesn't have any relevant logical reason today. Why should it apply? So why can't we just do away with it? Which of course is not true, but that's a comment that people make. And that type of comment makes its rounds on social media and gets amplified. And what also gets amplified on social media is that there are many voices who assert that the prohibition no longer applies 
that people no longer have to follow this stricture. And when people see this or they hear it on social media, either they are unaware or they ignore the fact that these voices are all people who are outside normative Ashkenazic Orthodox practice. That's the thing about social media. Anybody can say anything. But the point is to hear it from an authoritative voice. And there is no legitimate opinion that does away with Kitnios for Ashkenazim on Pesach. And if you hear it, it's fake news. So let me be very, very clear. For Ashkenazim, refraining from Kitnios is required. And it will not change. It's not going to change this year. It's not going to change next year. It's not going to change no matter how many posts there are and how many likes it gets on social media. It's not changing. At the same time, there is no mitzvah to make this more stringent than it needs to be. Because let's all remember, kitnios is not chametz. Therefore, it is permissible to own kitnios on Pesach. When you arrange for the sale of your chametz during, that will take place over Pesach, you are not including your kitnios. Your kitnios belongs to you because there's nothing wrong with owning it. It's permitted to benefit from kitnios in any way other than eating it. So, for example, if there is a medicine that contains kidneyos, it's no problem to take it. If there is an ointment or something else that is not ingested through your digestive system, it is permissible if it contains kidneyos. And it can be used for those who have a significant need for it. Babies who need Cereal, of course, should not be having chametz unless there's an actual threat to life. But rice cereal, as long as it's produced kosher for Passover, can be used for babies or such products for others in case of serious need. That's the way the rule goes. Plus, there is no need to keep adding to the list of what is kidneyos. There are enough items on that list already. So let me say this clearly. Quinoa is fine for Pesach. Quinoa is not kidneyos, period. We don't have to keep discussing this. We don't have to keep bringing it up. We don't have to keep using it as uh, an excuse to talk about how things are becoming more and more stringent. They're not. Quinoa is fine. Not kidneys. End of discussion. Also, unless your custom specifically prohibits using peanut oil on Pesach, any peanut oil with year-round kosher supervision is fine to use. I use it. No need to extend it unless it is your custom to refrain 
from peanuts and peanut oil on Pesach. Follow your custom. <clears throat> so, the bottom line when it comes to kidneyos is we have to observe it, but don't make it more strict than it has to be. There is no mitzvah. There is no, it's not an act of piety to keep adding stringencies one on top of the other. This is kidneyos. Oh, let's decide. This is kidneyos. Now eggs is kidneyos and apples are kidneyos. Eh, that's just foolishness. We have lists. Let's keep the list. Don't add to it. But for Ashkenazim, kidneyos, the prohibition of kidneyos on Pesach is here to stay. This custom that Ashkenazim have to avoid foods in this category of kidneyos is a desire to be more stringent, to add prohibitions to the minimal basic prohibition of chametz on Pesach. And it is part of a desire to withhold from ourselves products that may resemble kidneyos, chametz, I'm sorry, products that may resemble actual chametz, even though they are not themselves, they're not, or that might remotely be mixed up with Pesach, or that somehow might get confused with actual chametz on Pesach. In other words, this practice of avoiding kidneyos for Ashkenazim on Pesach is a desire for Jews to show that the prohibition of chametz on Pesach is a serious sin. But it's only for seven days in Israel, eight days for us outside of Israel. And so given the seriousness of the sin and the short period in which it applies, we want to not just avoid eating it. We want to stay far away from it. We want to stay far away from even the possibility of violating it. We want to stay away from even the appearance of the possibility of violating this serious prohibition of chametz on Pesach. And the truth is, Every group of Jews in the world has its own kidneyos, known by different names. Every group of Jews, not just Ashkenazim, has its own set of prohibited foods that they do not eat on Pesach, even though they are clearly not chametz. All sorts of foods for all of the same reasons that kidneyos are prohibited for Ashkenazim, but that relate to that community's specific circumstances. There are groups of Jews that do not use garlic on Pesach, groups of Jews that do not use any milk on Pesach, groups of Jews that refrain from gebrachs, which means they don't use any product with matzah or matzah meal that is added to a liquid. So, no matzah balls. There are groups of Jews that only use shmura matzah, 
that's the one that's $44 a pound, for the entire Pesach. There are groups of Jews that will not eat any fruit at all unless it is a fruit that has a peel that can be removed. There are groups of Jews who avoid any processed foods. They don't go to the grocery store for anything in a package or a can or a box. That's it. Everything is from scratch. All Jews, in different ways that are applicable to their environment and their context, go beyond the letter of the law to avoid chametz on Pesach. And by doing so, all of us demonstrate Yiras Hashem, a reverence and respect for what God says. When God says this is dangerous, we don't stand up at the edge with our foot's toes sticking out over the edge. If God says it's dangerous, we stand back. We create, create distance between ourselves and the possibility of coming into that prohibition. And it's also an expression of our Ahavas Hashem, our love of God, to want to go beyond what God has said. Someone we love asks us to do them a favor. Please bring me a drink. All right. You could bring some lukewarm water in a plastic cup and you would have fulfilled the letter of the law of what they asked. But if you get their favorite soft drink and you put it in a nice glass and you add lots of ice and you put it on a tray and you add a little garnish at the top and then you bring it to your beloved, that's how you act to your beloved. And that's how we should want to act to God, especially on Pesach, for all the great kindness and mercy and miracles that God has done for us. Now, what I'm describing here is a very important principle in Jewish law. And I understand that this is confusing for many people. And that is that halacha, Jewish law, does not simply have one level, right or wrong. Halacha is not binary. There is such a thing as halacha. What does the actual law say and require? Then there is a level called chumrah, stringency. A person can go beyond the letter of the law. And that's appropriate. When a person has a certain enthusiasm for wanting to do more than just the minimum, more than just what's required, to go beyond the letter of the law. And there is a level called kula, leniency. Leniency is for when a person faces an extraordinary circumstance. When a person, for example, is, God forbid, not well and not able to perform the mitzvah the way it should be. When a person, God forbid, is suffering from financial need and is not able to afford the law according to the way it properly should be done. That's a level of law called kula, leniency, that is meant to be used in extraordinary circumstances. All three of these levels should be part of our life at different times. 
over the past two years during, during COVID, we have made extensive use of many kulos, many leniencies, shortening our prayer service at a time when we did not want people to be gathered together for long periods of time, advocating staying at home, not coming to shul, davening alone, leniencies that I had announced during the past concerning using products that we would not normally use in a given year, but in order to avoid making additional trips out of our homes, to be able to have certain leniencies about which products are permitted for use on Pesach. Of course, nothing with actual chametz, but in those cases where we're being stringent. So for example, if we said to used to say, and we normally say, buy a new toothbrush for Pesach. The truth is, if you would take your toothbrush and you would wash it out well so there were no little pieces of food in it, it would be fine. Under a normal year, most people buy a new toothbrush for Pesach. During COVID, when we wanted people to avoid going out of their homes as much as possible, if you're going to the store already and you can pick it up, another toothbrush, pick up another toothbrush to make a special trip out or to extend your trip and be around more people during a time when COVID is raging, use the same toothbrush and wash it out. You'll remember two years ago in 2020, I shared with you a long list of leniencies that were meant to be used that year. That's when COVID had just hit. It was raging. It was dangerous to make trips to the grocery store at that time. And so it was the right thing to make use of as many leniencies as possible to try to keep us safe. Last year, 2021, the list of leniencies was shorter because the situation was less dire. This year, thank God, so far, 2022, we do not have a need for these types of leniencies anymore. Thank God. And that's the point. Leniencies should be used during an actual shasat chak, an extraordinary circumstance. And we have to adjust when that extraordinary circumstance ends and we're now back to ordinary, the leniency also ends. So this year in particular, hopefully, we need to adjust to moving back to what the actual halacha is so that we don't institutionalize leniencies beyond their le legitimate application. And likewise, each one of us will choose different areas to be more stringent than the law requires. Many of us give more tzedakah than that we're absolutely required to give, which is a beautiful thing because we have the freedom to invest ourselves more fully in what is meaningful to us. Hopefully, the experiences of the past two years will sensitize us to this aspect of Jewish law, to what is law, what is stringency, and what is leniency, and when each is appropriate, and when the time has ended to get back to what the actual law is. Hopefully, 
with the end of the extraordinary circumstances relating to COVID, hopefully we're going in that direction. We will be able to get back to the basic law, the basic halacha, and even to our chosen stringencies to express our reverence for God, our love for God, and to reserve those leniencies for true situations of extraordinary need. One last point I'd like to share. And this is an idea that comes from Rabbi Yosef Rimon, <clears throat> commenting a little bit more widely on this subject of kitnios, which Ashkenazim did not use on Pesach. As I mentioned, we prohibit to ourselves this category of foods, which contains many items, for several different reasons. But basically, they boil down to the fear that someone somewhere may make a mistake. If a food is normally placed next to chametz, maybe someone will make a mistake and grab the chametz instead of the food that is okay. If two foods appear similar, we're worried, maybe someone will make a mistake and grab the one that is chametz and not take the one that is kosher for Pesach. If two foods grow together, we're worried that a person who sees a container may not go through each item to see if there was perhaps a kernel of wheat mixed in by accident and remove it. Who's going to make such a mistake? Aren't Jews so careful about Pesach? Let me ask you a question. How many times did it happen in all of human history that a Jewish person who is an Ashkenazi who wanted to observe Pesach properly by accident used rice instead of chametz, instead of, as a food for Pesach? Who made the mistake of confusing rice with chametz? Who made the mistake of thinking that corn, if I could have corn, maybe I could have some chametz? Who made such a mistake? One person, a handful of people, a dozen people in the history of all of Judaism may have made a mistake and had actual chametz on Pesach for those handful of people, we've got to say that every Ashkenazi and every Jew for all time cannot have this food? Why do we be, have to be concerned about such a thing? And please listen to Rabbi Ramon's answer because it is magnificent and it is in a sense the essence of what Pesach comes to teach us. The answer is yes. My obligation your obligation, the obligation of every single Jew is to worry about every single other Jew. And if there's one Jew somewhere, sometime, who might make a mistake and come to this terrible sin of chametz on Pesach, because things weren't clear, because things were mixed up, because the appearances were similar, all of us need to take responsibility for that Jew. All of us need to prohibit that to ourselves so that not even a single Jew will make a mistake. 
the practice of kidneyos expresses the practice of how much concern we have to worry about every single Jew. Yes, that Jewish person that made the mistake wasn't looking so carefully. Yes, they didn't read the label. Yes, they should have known on their own. Fine, that's all good. But it's still my responsibility as a Jew. It's still my responsibility to worry that every single Jew is okay and that every single Jew has the opportunity to observe Pesach the way they want to observe it and not make a mistake by accident. And that's why all Ashkenazim avoid all of these different foods that are kidneyos just because we're worried about that one Jew somewhere who without that might have made a mistake. And that level of concern is what it means to be Am Yisrael, part of the Jewish nation created on Pesach. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.